0: Nigel, thanks for taking the time to speak with us. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, Yeah, good, man. My pleasure, actually. Um, I'm okay. Um, Still in lockdown for a a little while, by the looks of it. Um, And the weather's kind of frustrating outside, but uh, (laughs) apart from that, all good,
0: thanks. Yeah, I was going to say, how have you been holding up in the lockdown era?
1: Yeah, not too bad, actually. Um, Been okay. Um, I've had lots to keep me busy with the the new album and stuff, Um, so... I think I started to to sort of self isolate on March the fifteenth. I think mm. and that's kind of kind of when we started mixing the album. So <laughs> I've been dealing with that all the time.
0: It, oh, it so it... that's been, I guess, predominantly your focus uh, work side.
1: Yeah, it, it it was kind of weird and it made it really difficult because um, usually I go into the studio with the whoever was mixing the album for the first few days just to get everything set up and sort of start painting the picture, you know. But um, we couldn't do that that time because it was uh being mixed in sweden obviously i couldn't get there Mm. Um, so we had to do everything via kind of sending mp3s by email and then phone calls back and text messages absolute nightmare so you could you could imagine if there's a slight tweak that might take literally like 20 seconds in the studio it's taking like two hours oh wow (laughs) so yeah it was difficult but uh we got there in the end. Yeah, I was going to say, and
0: I was going to be like, oh, the hard work starts now, I guess. <laughs> the build towards the release,
1: but... <laughs> yeah, yeah I've uh, never done that that way before. But, um, like I said, we got there, and then now uh, onto the next stage, mm. which, is, which is this, which is very cool.
0: Yeah, of course, it's all about the build now. We are a couple of months away, August 7th, um, yeah. for the album. Um, how do you... Like, how do you feel about this period? You've obviously done this enough times before, but where, you know, you're drip-feeding a single and you've got to do your interviews and your press and so on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, this is the only part of being in a band that I get nervous about. Okay. Nothing else, nothing else ever faces me. You play to as many people as you like. You can go and play with anybody you like. You can go into the studio. I'm never a nerve. but as soon as the new music comes out, it's a, it's a whole different thing. Because mm. um, you just don't know how people are going to take it, you know. It's um, oh. this is, you... Is very uncertain. Ah, <laughs>
0: uh, because of course there's pressure, and obviously with this release, there's a fair bit of anticipation. I mean, seven years is a long time, and but going off the release of the single, the hunger is still there from the fans. Has that surprised you?
1: Um. No, to, to be honest, no, our, our fans—I gotta say—are are an absolutely amazing bunch of people. Um, yeah, it's been seven years. It's a long time, but <laughs> it's not as though we've been out of the spotlight. You know, uh, we've been—it's only the last year or so that we've been quiet. Yeah. Um, since since six came out in 2013, yeah, I, I, I can't even count how many tours we've done in that time. Yeah. Um, we toured the album worldwide for two years. Um, And then the 30th anniversary of the Force album appeared in like 2016. Um, So then that tour went on for two years, even (laughs) though it was a a one-year anniversary. It it just went on and on and on because of demand, you know. So we were basically touring for sort of four, four and a half years straight after the release of that album. And that's why everything's taken so long to, um, to get the album together, you know. So like I said, we haven't been out of the public eye. Um, in terms of live performances, um, just, just on the release front.
0: Yeah, because ultimately when people think of Onslaught, I th- think think they tend to think of your live performances. That is your bread and butter. That's where you guys seem to excel. Is, would you agree?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's what the band's all about, really. I mean, you, these days it's very different to, to back when we first started and released the first three albums. Um, Obviously, back then, uh, things were very sales-based for, mm. for bands, and that's where your income came from back then. Um, whereas now, it's complete role reversal. Um, your income comes from, from touring, you know? Yeah. Um, and making a record is, is just purely a, a tool of marketing to get you out to do those live shows now. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're about, live shows. I mean, it's nothing better than... Travelling the world, meeting some amazing people, going to some amazing places, and it's, it's just, you can't be it. I mean, we've, we've been so fortunate, I think we've played in around 70 different countries in the world now, mm. so, Um it's just an, an amazing career.
0: Yeah, it must be additionally frustrating <clears throat> then that having the new album out and potentially getting out live the rest of 2020 may not be something that actually happens.
1: Mm, yeah, in particular the fact that we had some really amazing festivals booked mm. this year, <laughs> and we had big plans for those festivals as well. We were going to take it out, sort of building up the show a lot and really putting some a, a bit more spectacular on. You know, um, so that's that's gone down the drain. Um, yeah, I think there's still two shows that are they're hanging in there. Um, uh, a new festival in Germany in September okay. but I'm, I'm really not holding out much hope for that one and then I... we've obviously got Damnation Festival later on in the year which possibly you never know and just keeping everything crossed
0: that's all it is now isn't it just wait and see and fingers crossed
1: yeah yeah I mean it's it's a shame I mean, we we were booking uh, North American Canada tour for October November and South American tours and it's just all been put back again now. so it's just you've got to start from scratch all over yeah
0: well we have had a taste of the new album already in the form of Religious Suicide it's gone down a treat um, that being out now and people haven't listened to it has that taken any of the sort of expectation and pressure off yourself
1: mm no because <laughs> it's only one track <laughs> but uh, as, as you said the, the response and the fans has been incredible um, yeah um, and I, what I will say is it, it's from far the strongest track personally on the album oh. um, you, never, you never throw all your eggs in, in the basket straight away so we've we've not released the stronger tracks yet as much as I do love Religious Suicide it's, it's a real real in your face headbanger pit song um, just so much energy um, but yeah uh, there, there's a lot more to come yet from the from the album
0: fantastic and you kind of what said about being a pit filler and a headbanger. it's brimming with anger but focused anger um what's making onslaught angry these days if anything
1: <laughs> I'm always angry um, <laughs> this, this world man it's gone it yeah. just gets worse than it? it's just like something. Every time you pick up paper or go onto the, the internet, there's something that pisses you off. <laughs> so, so, so it's great for writing songs. It really is. Um, I mean, my old my old friend, religion, appears on the album a couple of times. But there's a, there's some new things. I think governments are starting to really upset people mm. you know, with their with their lies and um, the way they handle things and and go about things, especially two particular leaders I can mention. I'm sure um, I can think of the two. Yeah, so it's kind of gives us a lot of fuel I mean there's a there's a few tracks that have a sort of political edge on the new album as well so um, as you say it's, it's made me angry and, and given me some more um, lyrical fuel if you like perfect
0: and was there a kind of singular goal with Generation Antichrist kind of like where you maybe thought oh we want it to be super heavy or super aggressive
1: um, yeah um, every, every time we make a record we kind of Sit down and debate. You 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 need a path where you're going to head. Otherwise, you're sort of wandering aimlessly for a little while, trying to find your feet. So, um, me and Jeff sat down before we started writing this record, and said, so, mm. so "Where should we go?" Um, and it was Jeff actually came out and said, "Look, why don't, why don't you sort of introduce some of the the more sort of punky elements from the early days in the album?" Um, I said, "Yeah, no, so that's, it's kind of cool, but I'd never like to go." uh full on backwards, you know, I don't want to go and, and write power from Hell or the Force again. Mm-hmm. But what but, but what we did do, we we've we've touched on those albums, um particularly maybe The Force, um, in a modern way. Um tried to bring that kind of attitude and and vibe into 2020, you know. Um I think you'll find that six is probably the most what for a better word technical record we've ever made. hmm uh, quite busy lots of intricate riffs whereas this one has gone back to more s- simplicity i would say um much more open raw riffs um and i think it, it it just the aggression benefits from that openness you know without too too much busyness going on um, yeah and yeah um that that was the plan we was we few a little punk elements in there and i think the chorus in um the opening track strike fast strike hard was one of the first riffs I never wrote for for onslaught back in back really? in the day and um, yeah and kind of rehashed it stole it from <laughs> stole it from a song that, that we never record we never actually recorded the song or demoed it or nothing so but I still remember the song cuz I really liked it um and I really liked the riff in the chorus so I, I robbed myself <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. And the album um has a
0: re-recorded version of a perfect day to die from 2019, right? What yeah. prompted that to be included?
1: Well, it was, it was always it was always going to be it was the first the first track of the album. Ah. Um that we'd written anyway. So, it was always going to be on the album. Um it was just the fact that the from the release date then until the release date now of the album was a little bit longer than we would have liked. We've had a mm. few delays and and now the, the coronavirus come in, so it's kind of put us back, 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 month after month after month. So it was always going to be part of that album. Um, so basically we just, we we didn't re-record it. Um re-recorded the vocals, obviously, and, and did a remix to make it match in with the rest of the tracks, you know, sang sonically.
0: Yeah, it fits. It doesn't sound out of place at all. No, um, no,
1: I love the song. It's great.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course, this time around, you... Um... For this album, we've been a new vocalist and Dave Garnett. What's um, is he? What's he bringing to the Onslaught camp that maybe I guess affects how the rest of you guys have been playing?
1: Uh, he's got so much energy. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just, he's, he's can't believe he's, he's actually singing. I don't think he's still sunk in yet. He's, he's singing with us, son. was obviously, he's, he was a massive fan of the band before, um, before he'd even joined. I mean, we've known him for a long time. Yeah. But, um, so he's obviously like so pumped about actually being in the band now. It's like he, he's still pinching himself, I think. But 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 the enthusiasm he's got, and he's such a talented guy as well. Um, he plays guitar, he plays lead guitar, he sings, he plays bass. So he's got everything. Um, and obviously, as I said, that, that, that energy is there. Um, and he, he was obviously nervous, very nervous when he came in to do the vocals, because he's he's filling some pretty big shoes yeah. of size, you know. and. I think a lot of the fans are apprehensive and, and that seems to have that seems to have gone. I know everybody's heard Dave and they think, wow, this is amazing. But we um I don't think Dave's ever been produced when he's done albums with Bull Riff before. I think it's kind of like self self-recorded and stuff like that. So just just to ease, ease in the nerves, we got um Peter Hinton in, mm. a friend of mine. Yeah, and we produced the first two Saxon albums. Um and he's such a lovely guy. He knows music inside out, and he's he loves Onslaught. He's such a calming influence. And he came in with Dave, and it was just it was just such an easy process. I mean, Dave, Dave absolutely nailed it, and, and Pete was just guiding him along, and it, it was incredible. It's
0: perfectly gelled together, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. We um, got a nice little team there for the next time. <laughs>
0: Well, you're a band who seems to have never taken anything, particularly your fans for granted. Um, How important is that aspect to you? And is it something that was instilled early on?
1: Yeah, I mean, Onslaught formed because we were fans and that was it, basically. Mm. Um, So I know what it's like to to follow bands. I mean, I followed me and my mate who actually formed Onslaught with me, Paul Hill. We used to follow bands like Discharge, GBH, we all over the country when we were kids, um, sleeping rough, anywhere we could get and just blagging guest lists off the bands because they got <laughs> to know us because we were always around at every show they do. Um, so I know what it was like to be a fan and I know what, what it was like to be treated well by those bands, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's something that we've always taken forward with us. Um, you see a lot of bands who are very kind of au fait with their fans and don't really bother with them after shows and stuff, but it's that's one of the exciting things of being in a band, to go and meet all these people, as I said. Um, and it's, it's just great to hang out with groups of fans after the shows and all that, and get up to the most ridiculous things and, and see where it goes, you know? It's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and you're also kind of pulling in the modern direction. You're very active on social media, on Facebook, and answering comments and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's important. I'll, I'll try to do that all the time. Um, i mean even negative comments uh, mm. or not necessarily negative and people think not everybody's going to like your band and not everybody's going to agree i mean i've had a few a few digs at the lyrics on this song which i did <laughs> expect. expect <laughs> um, and i can understand why that why that is but i don't get angry about it i try to address it in a in a friendly fashion if i can mm. um, yeah, and that's it, I think pe- people appreciate that I mean Blabbermouth for example I always go on and respond to the, the comments on there uh, and you do get a lot of haters on Blabbermouth for some bands you know um, so I always find to, to go on there and, and speak to the fans or speak to the people who are commenting always always um, always works in your favour you know um, we seem to do okay though, we don't get too many trolls going on
0: <laughs> I was looking for your Facebook earlier on, it was a lot calmer than I expected
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, there's been there's been some amazing comments over the, over the, since the video came out. so Incredible.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of positive feeling towards you at the moment. But likewise, you've kind of had like a myriad of ups and downs throughout your career. Yet you seem to keep coming back stronger than ever, which is kind of like the music you play. What is it about Thrash and Onslaught that just seems, I guess, immovable in your opinion?
1: Mm,
0: I just love doing it.
1: Uh, <laughs> as, as I said, I came from a punk music background. Um, which is about as earthy as you can get, I reckon. Um, and I've carried that all the way through. Um, and nothing ever phases me. But if there's a problem, you face the problem head on, and then you make the situation better from that problem. You know, we've had so many lineup changes as, mm. of, as of many other bands, thrash bands in particular. For some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> but if that happens, you don't sulk about it or go and say, "Oh, well, I can't do this anymore." and find somebody better you know and make the band stronger make the band better and move on that's we've been fortunate every time to to be able to be in a position to do that you know yeah
0: well finally do you feel like onslaught have cemented their legacy in the metal scene or do you still feel like you've got
1: something to prove yeah yeah we definitely got some something to prove you know Mm. um i think um one of the one of the kind of little galling things for me that it's spurs me on a lot was, was back in I, think, I can't remember the year it was 86 or 87 and I think it was Kerrang Out Kerrang Or Metal Hammer I had, this, uh, uh, I had this thing on the front cover um who's gonna break next Slayer or Onslaught <laughs> um we both signed major deals around the same time okay um and we made the wrong decision and they didn't and you can see where their career went from there you know mm-hmm. um So that that still inspires me a lot (laughs) To There's a lot of goals we need to achieve um, and a lot of things we still need to do. So um, that's why I still got the fire in my belly, you know?
0: That's brilliant. Amazing to hear. Nigel, thank you very, very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank
1: you, Carl. My pleasure.
0: Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on Soundcloud and Apple Podcasts and of course if you like this video do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?